Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, the journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name is David. And my name is Zach. And this time we watched another sequel. We watched the second sequel after Xenon 2 mm-hmm. called... Um, what's it called? Jumping Ship. Jumping Ship. It's so dumb and really doesn't have a lot to do with the film. Now, Jumping Ship is, of course, as we all know, the sequel to Horse Sense. Which makes total sense. Which makes total sense. And includes the third of the brothers. Mm -hmm, The third of the Lawrence brothers. Yes, because in the first movie, it was Michael and... um, The fact that I can't remember anything tells you how good this movie is. Uh, Michael Woods and Tommy Biggs, who is Joey Lawrence and Andrew Lawrence, who are actual brothers. And then now we have Jake Hunter, who is the third brother, Matthew Lawrence, who I'm guessing is the middle brother. He made a cameo in the first film, Mm -hmm. uh, but he is actually a major character in the second film here. Mm -hmm. And Freeman, why don't we we take a stroll back down through memory lane? What What did we give rating wise to Horse Sense? Horse sense. We gave you gave it a five out of ten. I gave it a four out of ten, which gives it a four and a half out of ten. Four and a half average. out of ten. Now, mm-hmm. I I took actual notes for this movie because I needed something to do while this movie was going. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, I think says a lot about this film. Gives this, you a good idea. Yeah, I mean, the quick synopsis of this film is what is the name of the younger brother in in the uh, um, movies? Michael. No, no, Michael's the older brother. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. Uh, the younger brother is... Jake. Jake. No, no, no. No. Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Michael and Tommy are going on a vacation to Pleasure Island, somewhere in Australia. Mm-hmm. And they charter a boat, but then they get attacked by pirates because Michael is rich, and they know, the pirates know he's rich, so they get stranded on an island with the captain of the boat and that's the plot and and then they at the end they get off spoilers they 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 escape the island and defeat the pirates yep pretty much that that's the entire plot of this film why that is a sequel to horse sense which is a movie about how um tommy needs to he loves horses michael is not a hard worker Tommy is on the ranch, and they're going to lose the ranch, and Michael needs to learn the value of hard work and family. Why? Is and he does, yay. And he does, yay. Why is this a sequel to that, is the question. Did this... And Freeman, you should answer this. I, I, I'm asking it rhetorically, but you should go ahead and answer. Should this I mean, film be a sequel to that film? Does this film make sense as a sequel to that film at all? No, absolutely not. And the reason why is because... It's teaching the same lesson that the first movie did to the same yep. character for at least the first yep. three quarters of the movie that, hey, you need to use hard work in order to actually do anything. Yep. And like, didn't he learn that lesson the last time? Wasn't that the whole point of the movie? Yeah, I have that as note number one and note number, sorry, note number three and note number five on my notes here. The first note, noting the really weirdly low video quality of this compared to the other Disney Channel original movies that we've watched. Mm-hmm. The rest of them look like at least restored kind of They've slightly, or like based on the some. actual original thing. Yeah. They, but they this better. one looks like they just ripped it off of a, a VHS tape. Yeah. The rest of them look like they had prints of them still mm-hmm. that they just up, they put in, right? 
Right. Uh, this looks like they took a VHS copy and uploaded that, yeah. Um, but my, my notes are, did the film forget, uh, did the lesson from the first film where Michael learned the value of hard work get forgotten? The answer is yes. Yeah, totally. And then, slightly later, I make the comment, Michael forgot everything from horse sense. Which really sums up this film. It has nothing to do with horse sense. It, it doesn't know no, that horse not sense at existed. All. It is just an attempted vehicle for these two brothers to get their third brother in on it. Yeah. Um, which I will mention, they have like done that in the pat in uh in the future. They do it again, basically. Of they they mm. work together. Um, they starred in a series called Brotherly Love, which was a, I'm guessing written by them. I haven't looked too okay. much into it. Okay, I want you to look into but, it. I want you to tell me what channel it was on. Yeah, uh, it was on NBC and then moved to WB, where it aired from September in September of 1996 until May of 1997. Um, so we got like one season. We got two seasons. Okay. Uh, the first season was made by Touchstone Television, and the second was actually made by Walt Disney Television. Mm-hmm. Uh, primary focus is on the relationship of three brothers played by real life brothers: Joey Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence, and Andrew Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. They they played the, like the same characters too. Um, Joey, the older one, plays like the the vain, cocky, arrogant one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Matthew, the middle brother. Um. He's like a family kind of brother. Like he, he, yeah. he cares more about them. Uh, neat freak, germaphobe. And then Andrew uh, is the youngest. Mm-hmm. That's his character trait. Um, oh, okay, good. You know, and they go by their actual names in this too. Uh, huh. Joey Lawrence is Joseph. Uh, Matthew Lawrence is Matthew. And uh-huh. Andrew Lawrence is Andrew. Okay, then. Yeah, so they so, just made a TV show based on their lives for fun. So they were just trying really, really hard to, like, break into television as the yeah. three of them being brothers. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, there are, there are brothers who are in television, but they usually don't do it by trying to all be brothers in the same television career together. Right, like, just because the Jonas Brothers did it doesn't mean you can. The Jonas Brothers did it successfully, but, I mean, like, the Hemsworths, there's more than one Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. They did not, as far as I know, do, like, a Disney Channel original movie. No, I don't or, think like, so. Or, like, things together in order to, like, pull each other into acting one at a time. I don't think so. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I don't think they did. Yeah, it's very, it's very odd. Uh, there's a subplot that doesn't really matter or go anywhere that, um, I still can't remember. The thing is, the fact that they're so not memorable means that I can't remember their names. I mean, we can just go by young brother, old brother, middle brother, brother, and we know who we're talking about. Young brother. His mom is seeing a new guy, Mm -hmm. and he's upset by that, because it's that subplot that every, that every, like... My dad died, and now mom is seeing a new guy. Subplot. And middle brother is like helping him work through it, and yeah, you know. and they're not obviously actually brothers in the movie, but they're brothers in real life. So like whatever, right? And that's how we're gonna refer is, to them because the it's movie, easier. Yes, the movie gives as soon as he's concerned about this, the nobody could ever replace your dad speech from the mom, mm-hmm. which is normally the resolution speech to the problem. Yeah, and they just throw it in there right off the bat. And then I note that everything this is doing, we basically already did in horse sense. Mm-hmm. And then my next note is that when we are 30 minutes in, 
we finally get to the deserted island. Yes. Half an hour. It takes in, quite a while left. to get there to the whole point of the movie. Yes. And then what do they do once they're on the island? Well, the first 15 minutes there is nothing except for casual racism against indigenous Australians and the people of the surrounding island chain. Yep. They commonly refer to the indigenous peoples of those islands as cannibals. Mm-hmm. And head Which is not which true. Is racist. I mean, there are, I mean, there are scattered cannibalistic, um, culture in, um, in, in parts of, uh, New Guinea. Mm-hmm. But they didn't eat, like, living people. Yeah. Uh, um, to my, to my knowledge. That's um, not like they're one trait. No, no, they, they have more traits than that, and they would consume pieces of the dead. I'm aware of one tribe specifically is what I'm talking about. I'm, if anyone who doesn't know, I went to school for this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one tribe that I don't remember the name of, unfortunately, that eats like a small portion of their own dead family members as a symbolic thing. Mm-hmm. But that's it. As far as I'm aware. That's interesting. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's racist. Mm-hmm. And awful. Yeah. And then my next note immediately after that is, what is the supermodel scene? Do you want to yeah. explain that? Um. So after they, like, crash, they... they get stranded on the island and everything and they have mm-hmm. to scuttle the ship because the pirates are chasing them not like vintage ye old like yarhar pirates but like yeah. you know they're like uh, modern more day like, pirates like saving private ryan pirates <laughs> um saving pirate ryan yeah you know so after their shipwrecked and everything they all meet back up together because uh middle brother had them jump ship beforehand in order to get away from the pirates so and then he was going to try and circle back but he couldn't point is they're all reunited on the island they get mad at each other. Older brother separates from the other two. And then he goes like slightly insane. I think I'm pretty sure it's like, you he know, like mirage out. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And there's a scene where he's talking to a supermodel for no reason. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. None whatsoever. And, then and it, do- it doesn't advance the plot. It doesn't do anything. It's just there. Yeah. And this whole time, the pirates are looking for them. Mm-hmm. on some of these islands. So I was wondering if they're going to home alone the island. They set and up I really all wanted things. them to. They set up an emu, which never comes back. No. We see the emu twice, scaring the oldest brother, but it never comes back against the pirates. We see um, the racist murder cave. Mm-hmm. That does come back. We see the mud pool, which does come back. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yep, pretty much. Like, they don't rig up traps. It's just like the island's already kind of like this. And then, in a reference that no, no one watching this would get, so Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. There's a reference to Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island, I'm pretty sure aired in the 70s. Can you search this for me while I? Yeah, I was about to say. I'll this? double check. Let me see. It's uh, it aired in like the 70s or the 80s. This movie came out in 2001. 60s. It aired in the 60s. So there we go. Yeah. It aired in the 60s. And check to see if it got a re- revival. I think. It oh, I don't. I'm pretty sure it didn't. Okay. They reference Gilligan's Island. 
no one's gonna know what Gilligan's Island is. I barely know what Gilligan's Island is. Apparently there was supposed to be a Gilligan's Island reboot in, like, 2018. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, but it just never got off the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they reference Gilligan's Island as, like, a joke? It's not even a joke. It's, like, um, toxic masculinity. Well, the thing that's the thing that I think personally is weird is this is a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Um, and the most famous of you know Disney places that have been shipwrecked, in my opinion, would be I don't know maybe the Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. But yeah, don't reference or, that. Um, Tarzan came do that. around this time, right? Yeah, Tarzan too. Yeah. Yeah. But there was Gilligan's not, Island. Not like the second Tarzan, but like also Tarzan. And, and they question. Yeah, I forgot about that. And they. <laughs> Well, because it's like two, like T.O.O. as well. In that, yeah, yeah, I think so. I it's, could be wrong. Stupid. I'm pretty sure it's just Tarzan, like I know, number two. I know Tarzan two is for some reason Tarzan the prequel to Tarzan two. Yeah, it's because because it's with baby it Tarzan. The sec- no, it's it's the... like Tarzan I I two. Oh, okay. It is the second Tar I I Tarzan U U Jane. Tarzan uh, II, also known as Tarzan 2, and Tarzan yeah. 2 The Legend Begins, because this was when they were going through the whole trend yeah. of the second movie happens before the first one. Well, and also I believe it was straight to video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for some reason it's a prequel, despite the fact that that makes no sense for the second film to be the prequel. Mm-hmm. Like, call it something else. Like, Lion King 1 and a half kind of makes sense as, like, a pseudo-prequel. Yeah. Because um, they're not saying it's the second one. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, but why it's like a it's an uncomfortable question with the Gilligan's Island reference is my point yeah it's weird because it's like why did Gilligan not try to hit on Ginger or Marianne asks Which... this 23 year old to his like 15 16 year old in in universe cousin and I don't know how to answer that because that's deeply uncomfortable let me uh, Google it here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Google yeah. doesn't have any results for that. And, so uh, It's just because it was the 60s. Yeah, I, and I don't know. Comedy. Like, Gilligan was a buffoon. Like, that's not what Gilligan's Island was about. Yeah, there's not like a reason that's for like it. That's like a deep misunderstanding of Gilligan's Island, which maybe is the joke. I but guess. like, who's going to get it? No one watching this. That's like, like a, oh, it's a for the parents joke. But like parents are going to watch this with their kids. No, I, I didn't want to watch this with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot earlier, Freeman, when they try it, when the pirates catch up to the boat. When the pirates catch up to the boat and they try <laughs> to get on it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's questionable if these pirates are supposed to be like inept, totally inept, or if they're supposed to be really good at being pirates. Because they try to do both. Right. But the thing is, this is a Disney Channel movie. So they make the pirates kind of slapstick. But also, like, kind of threatening because, like, they need to advance the plot. But also, two of... So there's three pirates. The the leader one, the girl one, and the stupid one. The muscle, yeah. Yeah. So they send the girl pirate... And the I don't think they ever get names, which is why I'm no, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, like they have names on Wikipedia, but I'm like sure I don't they think do. they ever say them. Yeah. So I don't know which one is which. They, they have the girl pirate pilot a inflatable raft with an engine on the back of it with the muscle to catch up to the boat mm-hmm. that the three brothers are on. 
and have the muscle jump onto the boat. Mm-hmm. He, like, misses, mostly. And he gets kicked off the boat into the water. He gets left behind by the by the girl pirate. Right. Who then has their boat um, punctured by, like, a like a grappling hook thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a, like a hook. And that's, you know, that's fine. But my question is, what is their plan once they get on the boat? Because right. the pirates, other than the leader pirate... Don't have weapons. ...are entirely unarmed, yeah. And even then, this this is another thing, towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie, the leader pirate is completely useless at actually using his weapon. Yeah. He, uh, and obviously, this is because it's the Disney Channel original movie, but he does run at the oldest brother, chasing him with his gun out, and at no For, like, point, 20 minutes. Yeah. And is like, I'm gonna kill this guy. But, like, doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's really weird, because it makes no sense for him to do that. Like, I get it, Disney Channel movie, yeah. but, like, really? And then by the time that he gets to, like, actually shooting him, because he jumps off the cliff chasing after the boat, um, the gun's, like, all clogged with mud and won't actually shoot, yeah. because, you know, of course not. Well, and this this sequel falls into the hole, I think, that Xenon 2 avoids. Because mm-hmm. a lot of sequels are just the first movie, but again. Right. Right. Xenon 2 is kind of the first movie, but again, but it fixes a lot of the issues of the first movie. And it does have some original ideas as well. And it has some original ideas, and it doesn't backtrack on the events of the first movie having happened. Right. Everyone who learned a lesson, Xenon specifically, because Xenon's mostly the one, still knows, still that knows lesson. their lesson. Yeah, they do not have to relearn the lesson they already learned. Mm-hmm. Now, this film does that. Of a character who already learned a lesson needing to relearn the lesson. Mm-hmm. But also doesn't even, you know, build on the plot of the first one. No, not at all. It's entirely different. If if you had told me this movie was not connected to Horse Sense in any way, like if these were just characters that were new to this movie, it would make m- more sense. Well, and the thing is, if this were not a sequel to the first film, mm-hmm. it would be a better movie. Yeah, because you have the context of that first movie of them learning that lesson in the first one yeah. and then just completely forgetting it for this. And the relationship between Michael and Tommy. Right. Which is not at all in this film. No, it's, it's, it's like it got reset. not used at all because they worry about the relationship between Tommy and uh, middle brother. Yeah. Uh, Jake. Yeah. And there's this. This movie fails at this, and it also does it successfully, because it's really easy. There's this. There's this concept in writing, Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably heard of it called Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I think so. Okay, it is basically. I think it was Anton Chekhov. Yeah. Basically, wrote, if in the first act of the fil- of like the book, because he was writing for novels. You have a you mention a gun above the fireplace or above the mantle, right? You need to use that gun by the third act. Mm-hmm. This movie sets up so much stuff that goes nowhere. In this case, as we mentioned, it's Chekhov's emu, right? But they also spend a lot of time fishing, and then they and never use never like the spear anywhere. throwing specifically to like get the pirates off their back. Yeah. Which is weird, because they spent so much time learning how to use a spear. Yeah. We see a saltwater crocodile. Mm Mm-hmm. 
or alligator. I guess it's crocodile, right? It'd be crocodile. Yeah, it'd be a crocodile. Um, saltwater crocodile for like a frame, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, like, it matters up- to to get them to trust the uh, older brother a little bit more, and yeah. like for him to help them, and then they'd be like, okay, like. I get it. We all have our differences, but like we need to work together in order to survive this island. Yes, but that's that's the only purpose it serves. But you yep. feel like that might set up something else of like, oh hey, it never does. You know, there's crocodiles over here. We can use that later. Yeah. So they set up so much. They they fail overall the use of Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. The only Chekhov's instrument that they really use is the coin. Yeah, they uh, do use which, that, which is an ancient Spanish coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that a little was, piece of eight. Yeah. That um, middle brother stole mm-hmm. with his with his deceased dad mm-hmm. from a wreck of a Spanish galleon, mm-hmm. and um, there were eight in total. There were eight, and now there's one because they sold the rest of them to keep the ship afloat, which is now scuttled and no longer floating. Yeah, and they use it at the end to be like, "Look, we have a piece of eight. There's definitely treasure on this." Um, if on there's one, island. there's definitely more. Come with me. I saw a whole bunch of them. Follow me. I'll take you to the rest of the treasure, and then you'll let all of us go, right? And the pirates go, absolutely. Absolutely. But I want you your can word, trust us, Freeman. because we've been men of our word this entire yeah, time, because word, we're though, pirates. Freeman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure, you can have a word. Oh, my God. This movie's so bad. <laughs> this movie's not... Here's my recommendation. Um, Watch Madagascar. Yeah, this movie is Madagascar, especially well, in the very beginning when when older brother like leaves. It's almost shot for shot of Madagascar. Yeah. Like well, there's I mean, the whole bit where he falls in the mud and like he's trekking through the jungle and he goes crazy thinking of like his other stuff like from back home and it's great. Yeah. And then even the other ones, they're holding, they're making this own like paradise and they're like spearfishing and they're catching lobster and having like great dinners and stuff. It's great. Well, and let's not pretend this this movie nor Madagascar originated that. Madagascar no. is making fun of the fact that this is a trope in shipwreck movies. Mm-hmm. Like, all the stuff that... It, this movie is just a trope fest. Right. And you and that's what I'm saying. You might as well ma- watch Madagascar. Do I think Madagascar is a good film? Not really. But it's better than this one. But it's leagues better than this one. The same way that um, Horse Sense, you might as well watch um, Ready to Run. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's entirely different. But mm-hmm. if you want a horse movie, you're better off. Because like when you when you think of horse sense, you think, oh, this is going to be a horse movie, and then it's entirely not that. Yeah. Which I'm sure we discussed in that episode. If we you did. haven't listened to it, you're more than welcome to go and listen to it. It's on here. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. But I still didn't like it. I I, mm-hmm. I still gave it a five, right? I think that's I was the um, score on that check. one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Yeah, you gave it a five, I gave yeah. it a four. Yeah, I didn't dislike it as much as you did, but this film we're gonna be pretty close, I think, on. Because yeah, I think this so too. Is, this is just abysmal. It's not the <laughs> I have never been so anxious about the time left in a movie. Right. Because full disclosure, we watched this with Disney Channel or Disney Plus um group watch when we watched things. Mm-hmm. Which is not and the most functional of features. Yeah. If, um, if I, if any Disney Plus employee is working on this, mm-hmm. your group watch feature is bad. Please make it sync better. Mm-hmm. Please make it so that my computer, or or rather your service, 
because my computer's not doing it. Your service doesn't randomly speed up and slow down stuff, so that sometimes I get really, really fast lines at like two times speed, mm-hmm. and sometimes I get and then sometimes like really speed. slow. Yeah, and then I have to refresh to make it work. Yep. Um, and but- also make sure that the the time like stamp like the actual bar where you can change time actually does keep track of where the time yeah. is and that's because uh, it did that for to. a while which yeah, was kind of funny because yeah. uh, for the first 36 ish minutes of the yep. movie david and i didn't know how long we had been watching it and yep. it was worse and the thing is not knowing how long we had been watching it had started to make me anxious mm-hmm. and if this were a halloween town a xenon 2 a color of friendship, right? A hounded, even. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been concerned about it. Because on the better movies, I don't check what time we're at. Right, because it doesn't matter. But at this movie, it felt like an eternity. But in reality, I knew it had probably only been 15 minutes, and I moved my mouse to check it, and it was at it zero. It wasn't there. It was all zeros. <laughs> and... I was I was frightened by this information <laughs> because I I was so scared that I I that we had only been watching for like 10 minutes or <laughs> 5 minutes and that this film was going to go on forever cuz it it did I mean even after the time was fixed felt like it went on forever. It took a while, yeah. It it took a while. Yeah, a while. You don't think that's like a little bit like understating how long this movie feels? No, I I don't. I think a while is accurate because it Here's the thing. We've watched movies that have felt like they were even longer. Which one? Can of Worms. Just to name one. Can I, of Worms I drags know. on for years and years and years. Can of Worms does drag on for years. This movie felt longer to me. Rip Girls drags on for a while too. Rip Girls feels long. This movie felt longer to me. That's the thing. This movie felt like it was like a two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. This movie felt like it went on. This movie felt like a Lord of the Rings special edition. Like, I guess. Long. I mean, I I don't think it's that bad because they at least get to the island with some sense of time, but it's nowhere near quick as you want it to be. It ta- So it takes forever for them to get to the island. It takes half an hour for them to get to the island. Which, to be fair, is within the first third, which is better than what I was expecting at first. Because, yeah. you know, I would think they would get there within, like, the first But after quarter. that happens, the movie grinds to a halt. Right. Because you can't do a lot of, like, dramatic stuff in a Disney Channel movie on this deserted island. Right. You can't have anyone be injured. Right. You can't have anyone, like, get injured. Right. They had plenty of food. Mm-hmm. It just was coconuts. And lobster and that lob- they caught. Well, before Middle Brother shows up, it was just coconuts and bananas. Mm-hmm. But after Middle Brother shows up, it is like they don't need anything. Yeah, because he knows how to spearfish and everything. Yeah. And also, um, hey, David, if we yeah. were stranded on an island, would you yeah. know how to construct a shelter? Would you know that just out of nowhere? Would I know that? Um, yeah. Because I sure don't. <laughs> I might be able to. But like, but could you is... make like a functional one in like, I don't know, three hours? No. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you no right now. I mean, I understand. So I, once again, my degree comes into play. I know a lot about the building of early shelters. Mm-hmm. So I understand 
how to do that, you know, academically. Right. I know how I would do it if I had yeah. to. In concept, I know but, how to make one, yeah. but in practice, that's a different story. And well, and the these guys is, who we've not had really like much as far as like construction knowledge, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah, they know how to work on a ranch, but like, I don't think that translates super well. He might know how to build a lean-to if he has ever been. If he ever went camping with his deceased dad, he could know how to build a lean-to. Well, this is this isn't but talking about. Um, yeah, this is not talking about middle brother. This is talking about older and younger brother. No, I'm talking about younger brother. Younger brother on the ranch. Okay. Might, if you ever went camping with his father, might know how to build a lean to. Right. Which is what I would know how to build, even though I've never been camping. Right. Um, and I would not build it as well as someone who actually has done it. Right. But oldest brother has no reason to know. Hmm. Not to mention that um, if I were in their situation, Freeman. Mm-hmm. And I found a cave on the island. I would use the cave. Yeah, I don't care what's in the cave, Freeman. I would use the cave. There's a reason that for centuries, you know, are stayed in caves. We stayed in caves. There's only good reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And that's where they should have stayed. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got spooky heads, but like, that's not going to hurt you. Well, they're and not, spider webs, but like, worst case scenario, you light a fire. And the spiders and stay away. Burn, burn them the web. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. No, it's not hard. All right. Uh, I actually only have one. What else did they do? Who um, is it? It's, it's middle brother because we've already done younger and older brother. Yeah. Okay. Has he actually so been middle brother. anything? He has. Uh, Matthew okay. Lawrence. He's, he, you know, he's done the stuff with his other brothers, but he's also yeah. done a couple things after that. I'm surprised that any of them did anything. A couple of them did a few things. Like, they, they didn't do a whole lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they did some things. So, uh, middle brother, Matthew Lawrence. Okay. Was he in Beetlejuice or Mrs. Doubtfire? There's no way he was in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. I'm just thinking, right? I'm thinking out loud here. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice came out in what, 96, 97? Double check. Beetlejuice. 88. 88, okay. 88. And Mrs. Doubtfire came out in... Mrs. Doubtfire... That was the 90s, I'm pretty sure, right? 93. 93. The thing is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The question is, do I believe that the oldest brother in this is actually 23? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, absolutely not. Uh, he's in his like late twenties. The question is, do I believe that the middle brother is like twenty three? The answer is yes. I believe that he's like twenty five at the oldest. Mm-hmm. Which means that could he be? 25 in 2001 and also have been in Beetlejuice in 88? And the answer is yeah. Mm -hmm. But as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I've I've actually watched Beetlejuice relatively recently. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is that there's not that many kids in Beetlejuice. No. It's basically Lydia. And I know he doesn't play Lydia, because I know who plays Lydia. I don't know. I think there's a chance. It's Winona Ryder. (laughs) Uh, He's not Winona Ryder. He wishes he could be Winona Ryder. I mean, who doesn't? 
uh, fair. Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice specifically, I would yeah. I, I would love to be that. Um, I wish I could pull off that look. Me too. I probably could. Uh, I couldn't. No, you totally could. Uh, I'm not pale enough. No, I think you could. The little the little uh, bang spikes would look great on you. I, I want the big hat she wears at the beginning, though. Ooh, big hat's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Big hat. I, I'm talking like the whole look. I'm not talking about yeah, the, of course. the haircut. And I don't think I can pull it off. I think, I, as I said, I think I'm too tan for that. I don't think I'm pale enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he has to be in Mrs. Doubtfire. You're correct. He was in yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. He actually plays the middle child of uh, Robin Williams. I was figuring that he must have played one of Robin Williams' kids. Yeah, he's the middle child again. Um, one of the I, I'm the get, that's just his character type, but yeah, he's he's Chris yeah. Hillard. Um, mm-hmm. which like if you if you look at the like actual poster, I'm gonna send Does it to it you on like Discord. Him? Yeah, it looks just like him. He kind of looks like a real life Shaggy from Scooby Doo. He does. Not as much as um, what's the name of the actual actor Matthew Lillard? Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as him. Oh yeah, that looks like. See, he looks like his his youngest brother in this. Yeah, he does. Um, so yeah, I mean, cause that's the thing you don't buy, at least in my opinion, that the oldest brother and the middle brother in this film are not related. Yeah, no, they they are. They look so much alike. And I mean, I feel like it's kind of something that's that could be like leaned into more if the well, movie wanted to do that, but I don't think that it. They decided not to. But and with movies like this, right? You you give them like some level of suspension of disbelief, suspension of disbelief in film. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of keep everything else pretty okay to kind of keep up that suspension, right? This movie does not hold that. No. But now you have me thinking about Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to go on with that. I, mean, I just it's, like Beetlejuice more than great. this film. I I feel like I have forgiven. issues. I have issues with Beetlejuice, but like it's better than this film. Yeah, David. A lot of things are better than this film. Well, pretty much everything's better than this film. Yeah, I'd say so. The majority of things, except for like, I don't know, a couple of the other movies we've watched. Yeah, Can of Worms. Yeah, I mean, do you? Hmm, I I. I I hate to leave ratings out any longer. Right. Um, do you want to out out of Hmm. Out of ten unnecessary shipwrecks. Yeah, out of ten unnecessary shipwrecks, what do you give this film? For me, this film gets two out of ten. Um and it would get a three if it wasn't related to horse sense, if they were if they were separate having it be the sequel to a movie and then not paying attention to what that original movie was drops it down an extra point for me because then you have you're you're doing the same lesson again you're redoing that original movie the character didn't learn anything and you're just doing it again but a different setting and i don't want to watch that movie again if i wanted to watch that movie again i just watched the same movie you know yeah and there's a lot of things in this movie that happen that just are like you said, they're they're very shipwrecks, uh, shipwreck trope movie, and it's it's not a bad thing. But if I want to watch a shipwreck movie, I'm gonna watch Madagascar. I'm gonna watch yeah. Swiss Family Robinson because they just do the tropes better. Yeah. So this movie is not like 
the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not like terrible. It at least has some like watchability. Like I can watch this movie and say that I have watched it and that's fine. This isn't like Can of Worms where I wish that I had that time back. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's not good, you know? Yeah. I think a 2 out of 10 is actually, like, ideal with this film. Yeah. I I think that's exactly where it belongs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for everything that you basically said, I I mean, I, I don't know that I can say any more on it. Right. Because, I mean, like, there's not a lot much else to say. I don't know. You know, like, yeah. we, we kind of hit that. We kind of hit the point here where it's like there's there's not a lot much else to it. Like, this is this is the rating. This is what we think of it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but here's here's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know our ratings. Right. Right. They're both two. Two out of ten on our Disney Channel rating scale. If I were to compare this against a real movie, it's like a one. Yeah, 100%. But on the scale of all Disney Channel movies that we've seen thus far, it's like a two. Which yeah. is abysmal. Uh-huh. We don't have many movies down that low. No, this this puts it on the same level as Rip Girls, which is, is accurate. Rip Girls. Yeah. And, there were th- I, and that's almost unfair to Rip Girls, because we liked more about that film than this. I guess. I didn't like but a whole I lot much more at- about it. If you look at the IMDb user reviews for this film, mm-hmm. 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, really? 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and then 2 6 out of 10s. Guys, watch better movies. Well, the thing is, a lot of the reviews for this film are not rated with stars. Right. And a lot of those are, you know, unrealistic time lapse. Okay, I, I guess. Uh, talking about how they said that they were there for 11 days, but none of all of them are clean shaven, which creepy. I mean, like, that's um, fine. Like some people don't grow facial hair very quickly. I don't. Yeah, they just point out that they all that the two who have goatees still have perfect goatees. Yeah, uh, it's a okay. movie. I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, but then the next one's like new sequel. Very good. The next one's. And these are just the unrated ones. I'm not going through the 10 out of 10s, which I'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Next one's, eh? Twas a good sequel. sequel. Twas. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, these, this film is bad, this film is bad, this film is bad. Mm-hmm. But they're unrated, so they don't actually go into it. Because on IMDb, this has like a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Here's, the, here's a 10 out of 10, though. This movie stars all three of the Lawrence Brothers. Andy has grown a lot since the last movie, Horse Sense. Joey and Matt stayed about the same, though. I have seen this film numerous times, and I enjoy it every time. I have to say that reading other reviews, that I like both movies equally. Horse Sense has a lot more people in it, has a more familiar surrounding, and more of a story. In Jumping Ship, all they do is shipwreck on an island, to put it bluntly. It has much more action than the first, and more scarier scenes. The movies are totally different, and the only comparison is that they share the same characters. What is also good about Jumping Ship is that the plot is not predictable. It is very suspenseful and interesting. But it could have been just as good if they had used a crowd of three other brothers so the Lawrences would not be in so many movies. (laughs) But their expertise was needed. 
And it is an adventure flick that everyone should sit through once. It is probably the most fun for kids 7 to 13 years of age, but adults would like it too. I don't think so. Now, that was written by a kid, clearly. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, I don't know that for sure, but obviously, right? Yeah. But let's... But these movies are for kids. Which right? is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's take a minute and break this down. Mm-hmm. This is equally as good as Horse Sense. No. 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 Horse Sense has a lot more people in it, has a more familiar surrounding, and more of a story. Yes. Jumping ship, all they do is shipwreck on an island. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that happens. Yeah, but pretty it's much. it's followed by... It has much more action than the first and more scarier scenes. You know, I guess. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm an adult. It doesn't have any scary scenes. I think it's just like a inherent adventure thing too. Like yeah. this is this is more of an adventure movie. Like it's gonna yeah. have more action scenes and like the the scary scenes, quote unquote, is like when they go into the cave and there's the slight jump yep. scare of the skulls and that's it. Yep. The so like are, it's a, yeah. it's kind of like a I guess you know. The movies are totally different, and the only comparison is that they share the same characters. Absolutely accurate. That is the only thing that is the same between these two movies. Yeah. The plot is not predictable. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Yeah, that's that's not true. Yeah. Also, I would argue that they don't have the same characters because they clearly haven't kept their lessons. They don't know what's going on, so... yeah. It was very suspenseful and interesting. There is no suspense in this film. Definitely not interesting either. Yeah. There are two shots, maybe, of the pirates after they shipwreck before uh-huh. the pirates get there. And the pirates are like, I don't know where they are. There's mm-hmm. no suspense. It could have been just as good if they used a crowd of three other brothers. True. Yeah. Uh, it is probably the most fun for kids 7 to 13. And that's what I want to talk about. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can break down this like child's review of a movie that they that they gave it a 10 out of 10, but they shouldn't have. Right. Because they're not describing a 10 out of 10 film. Mm-hmm. Right. What they are describing is a like, they're describing like a 6 out of 10 film. Right. But here's the problem, right? And as a kid, you don't understand this. I'm not railing on this kid, right? Right. That's not the right. point I'm just, I'm just going on about the review and saying that they see the exact same things that we saw. Mm-hmm. They just rationalize it differently. And the thing is, I don't think it is fun for kids 7 to 13. Man, I'd love to see a 13-year-old sit down and watch this movie and then be like, yes, that was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Because I, I, I don't think you would ever see that. I would like to see a, let, I was going to say seven, but let's let's split the difference. Let's go with ten right in the center, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to take a ten-year-old and sit them down and make them watch this movie and see if they can sit through the entire thing without being bored and leaving. Yeah, they would stop paying attention at like 20 minutes after they get to the island if they make it that far. Yeah, and, and this all comes back to a point that I am starting to make in these reviews, right? And I made it in a really, you know, grand way last time. Mm-hmm. But the greatest sin of any Disney Channel original movie is for it to be boring. Mm-hmm. 
Because if we concede, right, I, I think highly of children, generally, mm-hmm. right, that they can handle more um, intense, more, like, thought in their films, right? They don't just, kids aren't necessarily just looking for flashing lights and colors to keep them entertained, right? Right. This film doesn't have any anything that makes you think or interesting or interesting mm-hmm. scenery or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But some kids, to some degree, not every kid's movie has to be that, right? Right. Not every kid's show has to be um, Gravity Falls mm-hmm. or Steven Universe, right? Or Avatar, right? Legend you know, of Korra, etc., so, etc. Et I don't. Legend of Korra is a whole different conversation in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, but that's not what this podcast is about, so I'm not even going to touch it. Mm-hmm. But some shows, you know, are SpongeBob, which is to say, it's not like it's a bad thing, but it's not saying anything as like into the same degree that your Gravity Falls or your Avatar or your Steven Universes are. And there's a difference between a show like SpongeBob that's trying to be Gravity Falls and a show like SpongeBob that just wants to be SpongeBob. Yeah, and. These Disney Channel original movies, when they work on what they are trying to say... This movie's not saying anything. It's not even trying to say anything. What this... And when they try to say something and it works, you get um, color of friendship. Right. When they're trying to say something and it fails... Oh, God, I don't even know what movie you get out of that. Let me check to see what we have. Um, I M. Night think Shyamalan's Avatar? You get M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar. Uh, you get... Well, no, you, you get... Um, you get the other me, is what you get. Yeah. Or the old... You know, no, no. It's not even that. You get the ultimate Christmas present. Oh, God. Is a movie that's trying to say something and it fails. A movie that we both forgot about until just this moment. Yeah, you're right. Um, And the thing is... That's bad enough, trying to say something and failing so badly. Mm-hmm. But what's worse is trying not to do any of that, trying to be a things happen happening film. And at the peak, you get what we watched last time. You get Hounded. Mm-hmm. Hounded's, <laughs> uh, Hounded's really fun. Yeah. And it's and not Because it's not anything. trying to be anything important, you know? Yep. Yep. It's, it's just trying to be fun dog movie. But and and you know that's it lives up there with SpongeBob, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not trying to do anything. Some episodes might be, but overall it's not. Overall it's just fun flashing lights and colors and sounds for kids to watch that make them go, "Haha, that's funny." I don't know what this film wants to be. Because the problem with The Ultimate Christmas Present is it's boring. Right. But it also doesn't do its point well. And if it didn't have, if it wasn't trying to make a point, it would still be boring. Mm-hmm. This film isn't trying to make a point, and it's also boring. So it doesn't even have the saving grace that Hounded does, right? Which is that it doesn't need to be saying anything if it is good enough, right? As a film overall, if it is funny enough as what it is trying to be, then it doesn't need anything else. This film is not a good film to even put on as lights and colors and sounds for your child. Mm-hmm. Which is what Disney Channel original movies are, really, at their core. Right. 
And this doesn't even achieve that. No, it, it really doesn't. And like you're saying, I think it doesn't achieve that because it's trying too hard to not be that. Mm-hmm. Which is its ultimate downfall. Yeah. It's trying to be, and it's trying to do a genre, right? Mm-hmm. Of... Like Survivor sh- movie. Yeah. Survival movie, but you can't do that like this. Right. If you're going like, to do a kids movie like that, it needs to be one shorter than this mm-hmm. because you have too much dead space. But two, you just kind of shouldn't. It, it shouldn't I mean, be. It shouldn't be on an island. It needs to be like a bigger thing that is allegorical. I think something also for me personally that adds on to why I don't like this movie as much. Yeah, especially as far as a survivor movie goes. Um, especially the survivor movie that's targeted towards children. I recently started watching Camp Cretaceous on mm. Netflix. Which is in um, the same universe as Jurassic Park, correct? Jurassic World. Oh, it Jurassic takes World. place the same time as the first movie. Um, so you have the Indominus Rex breaking out and yeah. this group of five teenagers that has to survive on Isla Nublar being chased by an Indominus Rex. And it's great. Yeah, It's really good. It makes mm-hmm. fun of Jurassic World when they're always constantly like, why is everything breaking? Huh, man, you really think that a multi-billion dollar theme park would be able to f- make functioning things? That's weird, yeah. which is funny. And it it has stuff that's like, it makes sense. There's a lot of good character development with um, the main character, Darius. Yeah. Like he he's a big dinosaur nerd, but he also learns how to interact with people more and how to be part of a team. And like, it's great. It's yeah. good. And the, that that one, without saying any sort of spoilers, is not afraid to take risks, which is good. Mm-hmm. This movie is because they don't want to, you know, have anything bad happen to any of the main cast. But I feel like with a Survivor movie, you kind of have to do that in order to add more drama to it and add more suspense. Yeah. You Even cannot, if it's a kid's show. You cannot do Lost for children. Right. It doesn't work. You, yeah. And you cannot do, like, Castaway for children. Mm-hmm. You need something else. And animation is one of those things that you're talking about. Camp, Camp, Camp Cretaceous can do that mm-hmm. because it's animation. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit more fun. A little bit more wild. A little uh, bit more dinosaur. A little bit more dinosaur. Which like that's that added that's that added element that even if your kid isn't paying attention too much, like yeah. dinosaur is fun shapes and colors, you know? Yeah. Yep. So dinosaurs. If your kid likes dinosaurs, then your kid will enjoy that. Yeah. And the thing is that a, a kid won't get this, right? But Jurassic Park is a better version of the story. Yeah. But the kid might not even know about Jurassic Park. And that's what I'm saying, you know? is like And that's fine. Is like a Jurassic Park is better than this story. Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is scarier. I think. Yes, definitely. But the thing is, Jurassic Park will resonate more with a child than this. I mean, Camp Cretaceous. That's all I got. Yeah, so watch Camp Cretaceous, I guess, is the answer to that. It's great. If Actually, if anybody watching this, if you haven't watched Camp Cretaceous, I genuinely recommend it. I had a good time watching it. I watched the entire first season last night when Mm -hmm. I was originally only planning on watching like a couple episodes. I just watched the whole thing through. It was very good. (laughs) I'm probably going to watch the next two seasons in the next couple days. Nice. Anyway, um, 
as for timeline stuff or world building stuff, this is a sequel to Horse Sense. That can't yeah. be removed from it. It's yeah. irrelevant to anything else, though. Um, just so you know, too, as far as a reference, um, on uh connections in the, in the IMDb page, it actually is referenced in the Brotherly Love TV show. Uh, the like no, box art for the VHS for Jumping Ship is no, shown. I, I, I saw that. It is a which, reference. Love that. Uh, so Freeman, uh-huh. that's not actually what it's talking about. Look at the year. What? Look at the year. Oh, twenty twenty. Yeah, it is. A, it is actually referenced in a like must be a show or a documentary or something Staunch about TV? about brotherly love. Oh, never mind. That's stupid. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Yep. I thought they had like the box art for this, like the VHS yeah. box art in Brotherly Love, and like that'd be fun. Yeah, like that's I that's also a nice saw that, thing. And that would be fun, but that's it lame. is not. Yeah, it's not. That's just not accurate, unfortunately. It does say that the film was actually shot in location on Australia, which is kind of cool. I didn't think it was. I thought it was gonna be in California. Yeah, because that's significantly cheaper, which probably explains why the script is bad. Because they spent all their money filming in Australia. Yes, it is part of a. Nine episode series that started in 2018 where someone that I don't know Mm -hmm. talks about and reviews movie, music, and TV. Well, great. Yep. Good for them. Yep. And it's on YouTube. All right. That's really a reach, I think, uh, as far as a connection goes. But sure, you know, why not? Yeah. So yeah, um, pretty sure that's jumping ship. Uh, yeah, there's two out of ten in total. Um, fits right after horse sense. Doesn't really have any sort of consequence to a timeline. Um, if you liked this episode, be sure to give us a rating. Uh, let us know what you think. You can always contact us over at unoriginals98 at gmail dot com, or the better way to contact us is going to be at unoriginalscast on Twitter. Um, any feedback you give us, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. It helps us figure out what you guys want to see from the show, which helps us make the show better. Uh, next time we are going to be watching the poof point. Um, and the thing about the poof point is that it is actually the lowest rated Disney channel original movie on IMDb. So, Oh no, that's something to look forward to, I guess. Question mark. I'm not sure. I, I can't believe, Freeman, that immediately after this recording, I'm making dinner and then we're watching Cruella. Yeah. Which, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. Uh, my girlfriend watched it. Apparently she, she said it was pretty funny. So. It could be better than this. Probably. Was it? Did she say it was funny in a way that it was meant to be? I don't remember, if I'm being honest. Mm. Probably not. All I don't right. know. Anyways, we're going to go do that and not yeah. worry about this movie anymore. If you want to contact us, mm-hmm. did you already do this? Yeah, I did. Oh. I already got it. I'm on top I missed of it. it somehow. Um, also, by the way, just because I need to add this in, neither David nor I speak for the brand or the company. Our views are our own. Though, if you want us to speak for your brand, Burger King, it's been a while since we mentioned yeah, let you. let us know. I'm calling you, you know? back out. Yeah. At unoriginals98 at gmail.com. Hop yep. on in there. We'd love to chat, you know? Yeah. All right. I, I need out of this. <laughs> Bye. Bye.